0: And the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Los Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, and your favorite casino and card games are available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and get into the action. Remember to use your promo code Believe, BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And joining us on the for the very first time on the ladies' line, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she covers the Dodgers, and you can find her coverage on the social media. Um, she is the queen of Playa Larga. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Give a big warm welcome to Amy Cuevas. Amy, como estás?
1: Hello, hola.
0: <laughs> I love that. You? Hello, hola. That's awesome. <laughs> um Look, we got a lot to, to talk about because the sky is falling, so let's get right into it. Um, so the Dodgers have become a mass unit. Uh, as we speak, at the recording of this, we are recording this right before the final game between the Doyers and Los, and Los Piratas. Uh, we have just gotten a wave of moves that the Dodgers have just done. Um, the big one is that Daniel Hudson is going on the injured list. Uh, Daniel Hudson pitched on Wednesday night's game, um, got his first save in over a year. Uh, I did think, I, so I was covering the game last night. I did think it was odd that Daniel Hudson wasn't made available to the media. And this is after a year after, not, you know, not recording a save. I know he did the interview with Kirsten on the field. But after we we interviewed Roberts and we went into the clubhouse, Daniel Hudson was nowhere to be found. Uh, So I did think that was odd. Um, And now it turns out that he has a baby face. What is it? He, He sprained. Is it the official that he sprained his MCL? Sprained MCL. And it's the other one, not the one that he hurt last year in Atlanta. So, the Dodgers can just cannot catch a break, okay? So that is one injury. Now, yesterday, also, um, after the game, Dave Roberts told us that Bruce Dar that what what Dave Roberts had told us Wednesday after the game was that that Bruce Dar's arm was not feeling right. He first told us he wasn't feeling well, so then it was just like, wait, what he's not feeling well, what, what is he sick? And then he said, well, his arm, his arm doesn't feel right. Now it turns out today that it's Bruce Dar's shoulder that is sore. Now, uh, as a recording of this, uh, he was going to throw a bullpen today to see how he felt. But it looked like when Dave Roberts was telling us this about Bruce Dar, that it looked like Bruce Dar was going to go on the IL too. So there's another reliever that the Dodgers might lose. Now, on top of that, We finally got an update on what happened with Clayton Kershaw. Now, when Kershaw first left the Rockies game, there was, again, another element of mystery. He just wasn't feeling right. Nobody told us. Nobody was saying what was wrong with it. Well, now we know he has shoulder inflammation. Now, yesterday, Kershaw did say he was feeling better. So you hope it's just this this time off plus the all-star break will allow him to, to come back. But I think that's something to keep an eye on because, look, we all knew this was coming. We all knew that Kershaw was going to get an injury. I don't think anybody expected Kershaw to be healthy the entire season. Uh, but it is it is uh, the numbers are dwindling because we have gotten reports. Uh, well, it was now confirmed Nick Robertson and Alex Vessia, have now been called up and are in the clubhouse. Um, Yency Almonte is now on paternity leave because everybody on the Dodgers has to have a child this year. So that goes ahead and continues that streak. So what the Dodgers are going to do with the bullpen, uh, I mean, Evan Phillips, has already he already pitched three days in a row, and we saw what happened on, on America's birthday. Uh, this bullpen is overworked. Um, since it's a first timer, uh, I'm going to let the, the lady, uh, go first, Amy, how concerned are you by the, this rash of injuries?
1: I mean, we pretty much have an all-star team on our pitching, just based on pitching alone. So we got five starting pitchers, I think on the IL we've got seven now eight with Gratterall potentially going. Like, I don't know who's going to carry this team. We've got Urias going tonight, but he went three innings, I think, his last game. So we're going to be digging into the bullpen tonight again. I just, I don't know how we continue forward unless we get more, more depth, both in starting pitching, both in the bullpen. And I don't how many options are out there right now before the trade deadline. Can we, can we grab them all?
0: You, You know what? You bring up an interesting point, Amy, and that is the number of holes that this team now has. And primarily, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw that Bill Plaschke wrote an article saying that the Dodgers need to trade for, for a starter. Way to go out on the limb there, Bill Plaschke. Uh, look, I don't expect Bill Plaschke ever going to come on this show. Uh, I myself am Team Jorge Castillo in terms of columnists when it comes to the L.A. Times. But uh, to have Plaschke write the most obvious thing. Yes, of course, the Dodgers need another starter. But... It, things are looking a little bleak, I think, in the sense that Julio, yes, Julio's coming back from an injury, and I think that start in Kansas City was a little bit of, of both. I think it was a little, he was not sharp, but he also got some bad luck there uh in, in that first inning. Um, Tony Gonsolin, I don't know what's been happening with Tony Gonsolin. He started off the season pitching really well. And, and now you're seeing that level of regression. So you have two starters that are underperforming. You have your best starter in Clayton Kershaw on the injured list. And now you're going to be depending on two rookies. Uh, Bobby Miller, uh, last night, I think Bobby Miller showed a lot last night. Uh, it was against the Piratas. Emmett Sheehan, welcome to the major leagues. Welcome to reality. Uh, Emmett Sheehan did not look good against the Piratas. Um, Look, they're calling up. I mean, the reports are that Landon Knack is on the taxi squad. That's another double-A guy. So the Dodgers are really, I think, they're going into double-A. They're going everywhere they can uh, to look for pitching. Babyface How does this organization survive this? I mean, the bullpen, you know, to the bullpen's credit, they actually have been pitching pretty well. Uh, Other than the blow up that Evan Phillips had against the Piratas, the last 12 games, it looked like the bullpen got their act together. And it was the starters that were struggling. But this is what I'm talking about. The Dodgers... Yeah, it seems like they just have too many holes. They're taking on too much water. You can't plug all the holes. Babyface, you're the GM. What do you do to fix this? Yeah, I mean, I think,
2: you know, what what, what are we at? What's today, the 6th? What's today's date? July 6th.
0: 6th, We're recording this on July 6th.
2: So we're about 25 days from that trade deadline. I mean, I think they got to start, you know, next week. You know, in the all-star break, they got to start, you know, making those calls, talking to GMs and, and start seeing who they're going to try and get over here. And, and you know, we always see this like, oh, Dodgers just trade for this guy and they'll just, just go ahead and trade for this guy. You know, it's it's not that easy, right? We've discussed it. It's not that easy. Dodgers just can't use the rest of the league as, you know, their triple As their minor one. leagues, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, they have to be strategic. They have to see what, you know. And right now, if I'm an opposing GM, right, and I know that the Dodgers are hurting, Aren't you going to try and be, you know, try and get the most that you can, right? I mean, you're just not going to be like, "Hey, you want you want our, our pitcher that you know we have available," but they're not just going to give them to you, right? They're gonna they're gonna be like, "What can we get from you? You really need this guy, right?" So, what can we get from you? And I think that's always kind of been the issue with the Dodgers, right? Like it, it kind of seems like. These other teams, they want the absolute best guys that the Dodgers got, and the and and to be honest, right, a lot of the Dodgers top prospects aren't just top prospects within the Dodgers, right? They're top prospects in MLB, right? So I think that makes it a lot more difficult to find a good trade partner and and to get, you know, equal value, you know, for what they're what they're trying to get. So, I mean, that's what you know, Friedman has to be doing right now. You know, is kind of seeing where he's gonna make that trade, but. I don't think it's going to be that simple.
0: Uh, Señorita Cuevas, put on your GM hat. Um, for me, the Dodgers are coming from a place of weakness right now in the sense that every team knows that they what their needs are. And, and their needs are many. And we haven't even gotten to the fact that just the other day, Dave Roberts said that they're looking for a right-handed bat too. If they need to get bullpen help, if they need to get starters, and they need to get a right-handed bat on top of that, is this the year, Amy, that you gut your farm system when you have a team that plays inconsistent, at least has been inconsistent the full first half? Amy, would you go all in on this team? Oh, man.
1: You can't ask the hard questions like that. That's like (laughs) saying which of your kids is your favorite. Like...
0: Yeah, you're um, the GM you're the GM right now Amy what would you do I mean
1: I don't know how hard I'd go because we like you said we have too many holes to plug like we don't need just a starter and a reliever like we we need multiples like we've got two rookies running right now we've got two starters that maybe you could patch together into one day like we need at least two starting pitchers possibly three we need a couple relievers that can back us up you're not even going to get all that before the trade deadline. That's not even digging into your in your infield or your outfield. So, I don't want to give up our farm system. I don't want to give up on the the year. But I don't I don't I don't think we go all in. I think you just you make it work with what we have and pick up what you can.
0: See, this is why I like to have ladies on this show because they make sense. They they speak reason. Uh, I I keep seeing all these comments on social media. The Dodgers have the chips. The Dodgers have the chips. Babyface, you're going to give up because you know other teams are going to ask. They're going to ask for Emmett Sheehan. They're going to ask for these guys. That They're going to ask for even hurt people. I'm sure they're going to ask for Ryan Pepio. They're going to ask for all these people. And here's my thing, Babyface. I know you want to talk about this. And I know it's already coming up, Shohei Otani. Well, Here's the thing. You trade for Shohei, that's a starter. We need a starter, and he's a bat. He's not a right-handed bat. He's a left-handed bat. So does that mean you're now going to move J.D. Martinez out into left field and good luck with that adventure? But uh, we're living in a fantasy land because I don't think that Artie Moreno is ever going to trade Otani. And if he is going to trade Otani, sure as hell, he's not going to trade him to the Dodgers But here's my thing. Even if you could pull off an Otani deal, is that the smartest thing to do? Because you obviously need your whole farm system just to get through this season. I just think the Dodgers are snakebit. This is force majeure. uh, For those of you uh, who have not read the Oxford Dictionary, that is an act of God. You know, an unforeseen act of God. And I think that's what the Dodgers are going through. Uh, People can complain about roster construction as much as you want. You can factor in injuries. The greatest indicator of injury is past injury. I think you could expect that Kershaw was going to get hurt because Kershaw's gotten hurt the last few seasons. But the way everyone seems to be going down right now, I I think it's too much to overcome. And babyface, you're going to go all in on a team where one minute the bullpen is good, but the offense sucks. Or starting pitching is not there, and everything else is good. Or the offense is great, they score eight runs, but the pitching gave up nine. Are you willing to go all in to get Otani right now?
2: So is that how you define all in, like going to get Otani? I mean... I, mean, I, no,
0: I, I just think if you are going to get exactly what Amy was saying, let's say two starters, and you, you're you going to get a, some bullpen help, you're going to get a right-handed bat. If you try to go get all of those things, I feel you're going to give up a lot from the par- farm system to get those things. I mean,
2: I think they will end up with maybe a, at least one starter. They might get two. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like a Dylan Cease or somebody like that, right? Somebody from the White Sox, like. Right? I don't know if it's going to be, you know, uh, Bieber, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be one of those guys. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably look at that, but it probably won't be. It'll be a, some lower end,
0: you know, starter. And what will the price be for that?
2: I mean, they're going to, you know, they'll trade some prospects, but it's going to be some lower prospects. I mean, I don't think it's going to be any of these guys. That You that think would, that'll get it done? Lower prospects? for It's going to be, like I said, a lower, some lower starter, right? Some fourth, fifth guy, maybe from you know, Minnesota or somewhere or, or Chicago or whatever. I mean, a Lance Lynn maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't think a Lance Lynn would probably be that expensive. You know, one guy that I'm hearing a lot is Michael Bush. You know, might be. Wow. Like,
0: you're going to give up Michael Bush to get Lance Lynn? Like well, you would I'm, do that?
2: I mean, I'm not saying specific Lance Lynn, but that's, that's probably the
0: type of pitcher you're probably going to get. You know,
2: so And like so that. that's why I'm
0: saying you would be willing to give up Michael Bush to get that type of pitcher, not necessarily Lance Lynn, but you're basically mm-hmm. training Michael Bush for a number four but, or a five. But I, right? mean, I
2: think I think Michael Bush is probably a trade ship right now. Right. You would think yeah. he's probably he's definitely probably a trade ship. Um, and then some of your other lower your other lower prospects, um, um, uh, he might be your highest. I mean your best trade chip right now? I mean who else who else would you consider to trade? Pepio? Um, some of your other starters? I mean, I don't know.
0: Let me let me ask you this, Amy. Would you trade Miguel Vargas right now?
1: What am I getting in return for him?
0: I think if you're thinking of trading Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas, then you should go after Otani. If you're gonna get Otani, not- you should throw in those guys to go get Otani. See-
1: I'm the dissenter here, though. Like, I don't want to go after... It's
0: good. This is what we want. We want conflict.
1: (laughs) I think he's an amazing Tell me, why do you hate the Japanese,
0: Amy? Why do you hate the Japanese?
1: No. Don't put words (laughs) in my mouth. No, but yes, you get a bat. You get a pitcher. But he's also one person. Look at the injuries that we're plagued with right now. He's human. At some point, he's going to go down. So do you go all in and then potentially have something happen? And now you're back where you started and you've lost some of those key players. Like, I don't... Whether it's the trade deadline or it's next year when he goes into free agency, I don't think it's worth it. Not with what our team needs. Even if, even if we limp along this year, let's say we don't invest in anything, you go after Otani next year. We're still we're still in the same boat. We still don't have the pitching, and we're still bringing up rookies for depth. Like I don't think that's the way to go. But you know, it's just
2: me. I mean, maybe those two guys would go like in an Otani trade. But like you said, Angels are not going to trade Otani to the Dodgers, right? And right. This is this is the thing with with Otani. Like, if you're a lot of people are saying, well, if the Angels now you know they got the they got the Trout injury, right? He's out for two months. Yeah. they and and Angels they seem to be like, you know, going in the right the wrong direction now. Like, they're saying you got to move him, right? You got to get something back for him if he's going to leave at the end of the year. But to me, it's still if I'm gonna if I'm another team and I'm able to get Otani, yeah, that'd be great to add him. But there's no guarantee that he's going to stay on my team you know, come winter time and I'm going to give up all my best guys and players on my roster that are good players on my roster. I mean, I don't see another team doing that. Like, why would you do that when there's no guarantee you're going to give up all that for a guy that come October, November, he's somewhere else.
1: That's an expensive rental. Like, that's a super expensive rental.
0: And Amy already said it. I mean, she doesn't want Otani. Uh, you know, she wants go I mean, to take him maybe down. Free.
1: Like if we're going <laughs> to, we don't have to break the bank for him. I'll take him, but we're going to, I mean, we're already cutting salaries and doing all this stuff, just trying to potentially be in the running. And for what we still, we're still missing key pieces to, to just our regular roster. Like, I just don't think it's worth it.
0: But it sounds like what you guys are telling me is the best options that we're going to get is maybe a number four or a number five starter, maybe a couple of bullpen arms, and maybe a right-hand bat to come off the bench. Even if we get all of that, do you think the do- that makes the Dodgers a-, a-, a better team in the playoffs if they make the playoffs?
1: What are we giving up for those for those arms though? Like you just were throwing out Vargas out there, so who do we have at second? Like, who, are we well, uh, are we And that's movies? the thing. Like, who I mean, are but that's around? the thing, Amy,
0: Amy. If you are a GM of let's say the the Tigers of Detroit, or you're a GM of uh, I don't know who's in last place right now. Uh, those, yeah, the, those teams. And the Dodgers are calling, and you pick up the phone, and you know. They are desperate because they they just have they're taking in they're sinking they're they're grasping at anything right now. I mean, this is how bad it's gotten for the Dodgers. Noah Syndergaard was supposed to throw a bullpen uh, today, actually Thursday. They're actually considering activating him for this weekend because they need pitchers. Because they're not allowed to just put a pitching machine out there, they're looking to actually activate Noah Syndergaard. That's how desperate that they've they've gotten. So I, I guess what I'm getting at here, guys, is I don't feel comfortable giving up Michael Bush to get a number four or a number five starter. I like Michael Bush. I yeah maybe he's not giving you these huge numbers, but I like the way he carried himself. You know, and I wish they would have given him a chance to play more, to give him more at bats. I would have liked to have seen what he's he's done. Yes, Can I you know pitch? It's- <laughs> 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 that, that's the big right. So that's the thing, Amy. It's like, why don't we just go with what we got? Let's g- see if we strike gold with these young kids. What if these young kids like figure things out and they. Babyface, you have said this all along. Just get in. Just get in. And if you get in, who knows? It, it might be pandemonium. Or is it just look, let's the reality is, is if the Dodgers don't make the playoffs, or if they don't win, it might help our chances to get Otani to save the small market Dodgers. Otani, come over here and save us. Because if the Dodgers win the World Series, you think. Otani's going to want to come here and go, those guys already won. I want to go somewhere where I can be the guy that leads them to a championship. Babyface. Am I wrong?
2: No. So, so here, here's the thing, though. Like, yes, Dodgers have all these injuries, All and their pitching is like, you know, we're barely holding that thing, you know, by bandage,
0: right? Yeah.
2: They're a game and a half out of first place. Yes. Right. Like,
0: they're in and a ten playoff games position. over five hundred. We are yeah. talking about them like they—they're uh, garbage. I like, the, like they're
2: like they're in last place or whatever. They're they're in a playoff position. They're a game and a half out behind the D backs, who are the D backs are not playing as good as they were, you know, 20, 30 days ago. Right. They've been struggling right. a little bit. So are the D backs going to hold on to that? Right. And the Dodgers are going to pass by them. Right. I mean, that's what I think is going to eventually happen. Right. As we get into August, September, the D backs are gonna fade and the Dodgers are gonna pass them up. Um but like like you said, the Dodgers, they're you know, we're saying they're desperate. I mean, yeah, they need they need more depth. But like I said, I don't think this is a year where they're gonna go get, you know, trade like a Manny Machado, a Trey Turner, right? Yeah. They're, they're not gonna make those type of deals. They're gonna get guys to help them and get to that final spot, which is a playoff spot, whether it's winning the division or a wild card. And then they're like every year, you're just going to roll the dice and see what happens in the playoffs, right? You know, we've learned from last year you could have the best team going into the playoffs and you play three, you know, what, four games and you're out.
0: Absolutely. I, I, go ahead, Amy.
1: I, I was just going to say, what I'd like to see if we are going to cobble together pitching and, like, like Roger was saying, like we let the, let the young kids play. I want to see them play small ball. We're still continuing to swing for the fences and I will, I will die on this hill. Move the next guy down the line. Like, stop swinging for the fences. If we can, that's, I mean, that's how the the Diamondbacks started playing this season. That's how, who did we just play? And Dave Roberts was like, yeah, they were playing, like, a different kind of baseball. Like, no. The Royals of Kansas City.
0: The Royals of Kansas City.
1: Let's just move the next guy over. Let's stop swinging for the fences. All the baseball parks have different dimensions. Like, just if we can just move the next guy over, start stealing bases more, I feel like we also have a chance to back up to bolster whatever pitching we are holding together with band aids, and like actually make a go of it instead of trying to win all of these games on home runs or getting a couple people on base and then knocking them all in.
2: And so, I, that's- I, I think they actually are. You know, could we, we discussed this before? In, in, right, with the new rules, right? And and we've seen more steals from these these teams like the Diamondbacks and the Royals and the Pirates, right? There, what they did the first time the Dodgers faced the Pirates, they were going running like crazy on, on the Dodgers, right? They haven't been doing that this series. So something changed either with the Pirates or the way the Dodgers are able to hold them on bit. I think I've seen James Altman, he's running a little bit more. Mookie Betts has been running more. Freddie Freeman running. So we need those guys to, you know, the guys that can take advantage of that and 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 steal some bases. You know, as far as, you know, move they, these guys should be able to move the guy over, right? If there's a guy on third, get a sack fly in or, or something, right? I mean, we always hear the well, you got to bunt. You got to bunt. And I would agree, okay, yes, but my my counter to that is guys today, they don't know how to bunt. It's not something they practice. You know, you can't have a J.D. Martinez up there and, hey, he's going to drop a bunt. I mean, these guys don't do that anymore. It's a different era, and I've learned to accept that. You know, so they have to find other ways, like Amy said, you know, get the guy over, whether it's, you know, hit it to, you know, hitting it, you know, the the second base side, you know, get the guy over or whatever, or a sack fly or whatever. That's something they definitely got to work on.
1: How many times do we load the bases or, you know, you have a couple on and the next guy comes up, you've got Austin Barnes CT three when he was playing, like swinging for the fences. And it's just like, guys, just, just, we need a little blooper and split the gap, do something, but like, just get one running. Like, let's just do it one at a time
0: but that is asking this team to change their philosophy and you have a front office that i just don't think subscribes to to that small ball i amy i i don't think you're wrong at what you're saying especially when you're going through this the ability to pull up uh, put up runs but this is also a team look they just lost a game earlier this week 9 to 7 so it's like it's not that they're not scoring enough runs the problem is is they their pitching is just not there, you know, and it's it's the inconsistency. It's the same guys in the bullpen that were in the bullpen when they were horrible, and now for 12 games, it's like, This is the same bullpen. And I know everybody was giving Daniel Hudson credit. Oh, Daniel Hudson is the savior. Look, look how much better the bullpen. And just like that, things change. Now you lose Daniel Hudson. You know, you don't have El Monte. These were guys that they were using as high leverage. The all-star break is coming at a perfect time. And you can, you just hope that you can stretch this. The problem is, is when your starters are not helping you, I mean you're you're your whole I mean they're struggling to just even give you 5 innings. There was a time here I love this this is the Aussie Gean rule. If you're a starter you're giving me 6 innings no matter what. You know, you're staying out there for 6 innings. I mean Dave Roberts said this the other uh, after Bobby Miller start. You know, he was so thankful that Bobby Miller could get into the 6th. Not even finish the 6th, but he was just so thankful that he could get into the 6th. Roberts was like, I don't know what we were going to do. If if he only could give us five, and I know they're hoping Julio goes deep into the game uh, tonight against the Piratas because they don't know who they're going to throw out there. And it, it's, it's just, <laughs> Amy, I want to ask you this because, you know, you cover the team. You're there in the clubhouse. Like I said, you're not wrong. I just don't think that Andrew Friedman subs- subscribes to that style. Are you like me and just think that when the Dodgers lose, Andrew Friedman just reads Roberts, the riot act. And that's why we're just sitting there waiting for Roberts to come out to talk to the media.
1: Honestly, I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, (laughs) because, I mean, you Roberts always like he comes out and, you know, he gives you whatever the spin is on it. Like you can always find a positive in everything. Right. I can argue both sides of of anything, so I just I don't know or is is Friedman the one who's calling the shots and and Roberts is just, you know, relaying that out on the field so there's like you don't to think Roberts, you're just like
0: eh. you don't think like Roberts is advocating for the things that you're saying mm-hmm. like we should be doing hit and runs, we should be stealing bases, we should be, you know, but and look, I don't want J.D. Martinez bunting, but I have no problem with Miguel Vargas Miguel Rojas, the bottom of that lineup, I have no problem with them bunting and moving runners over and turning that lineup over to, to Mookie and Federico and, and those guys. But, look, I think Miguel Rojas is a guy who could bunt. To what you were saying, babyface, Does can Miguel, Miguel Vargas bunt? Who knows? Because he probably came up at a time in the organization where they weren't teaching these guys how to bunt. Because this organization doesn't subscribe
2: to that. You know, you know, we're saying like we don't expect JD Martinez, but I remember a time when Steve Garvey played, right? Steve Garvey would bunt. And and this was like your 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 number four guy, and he would go out and he would drop a bunt, right? So we see how, how it's changed, right? Real, real real quick And you know what
0: with Steve Garvey? Yeah, Steve Garvey bunted. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame, dude. Because Steve Garvey bunted. I just want you to know that. Anyways, you have an update for us?
2: Yeah. So we're talking about Michael Bush, right? He, he just hit a three-run home run in, in OKC right now. So he's hitting like 323. So here, here's a it's a theory. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or not. But what if they have him in AAA to showcase? him? like we we said we talked about this before. He's gonna go back to AAA. He's gonna tear it up. So he's tearing it up. There. Are they showcasing him in AAA and saying, look at Michael Bush? when they're going to potential trade partners. He's playing there every day and he's tearing it up. You think that's something that pur- – because, you know, we mentioned it. Why did they send Michael Bush down as, as opposed to, say, like like Yoni Hernandez or somebody?
0: Well, I honestly – well, first of all, Yoni Hernandez is probably the strongest pitcher in the bullpen right now. So that's why you didn't send Yoni Hernandez. He he pulled a Hanser Alberto. Hey, don't think I didn't forget about that. Let's just forget about the fact that Yoni Hernandez gave us one shutout inning. Uh, Look, my theory on that and the way I can explain that is Michael Bush is a left-handed bat. And they're not – he obviously – they only want to play him at third for some reason. Why they don't give him a chance to spell at second base, I don't personally like him in the outfield, but I didn't see him play outfield. When we had the other Friedman on the show who did see these guys, he said he was okay in the outfield. You know, but it's another left handed bat. And Roberts just said it. They want another right handed bat because, again, the book tells them when there is a left handed pitcher, I must have an all right handed lineup except for Federico. You know, that and it's be
1: my answer back to you, especially with the, you know, what is Friedman saying to Roberts? Well, really, what are the analytics saying? Like, are, is that what they're going off of versus, you know, like just feel the game, like move the next player over or hey, the analytics say you should be able to hit this off this pitcher to this, you know, spot on the field. So, you know, what are we relying more on? Can we mix it up a little bit? Hey, go back to the way that the Dodgers were. If you want to, you know, swing for the fences, just not this season, just not right now.
0: Well, but, and to face, I'm not opposed to trading Michael Bush. My thing is this, is if you are showcasing him in the minor leagues, I would hope that you can get more than a number four or a number five starter for him. Uh, that, that's my thing. And, and it's like, if we're trading just for the sake of doing something because you think you have a chance, and look, all of this can change. We still have a whole second half of the season. Julio Diaz, Gonsolin may turn things around. And if those guys turn things around, uh, and I want to get into this real quick because Bobby Miller gives up that home run, that three-run run home run, and that was maybe one of two mistakes that he made in that game. Okay. And I know I'll admit to it. I, I was washing Bobby Miller's balls and I broke him. Right. I sit there and said, he's the savior. He's the guy. He's the man. He's the king of LA. But there were a couple of outings and you've mentioned this baby face and, and Roberts talked about it the other day in the pregame scrum that when things start going wrong on them, when they start going sideways, It just snowballs in him. I thought yesterday against the Piratas, he did a really good job of not letting him snowball, of the snowballing. Yeah, he made gave up that three-run home run, but he calmed down and he kept them in the game and the Dodgers found a way to come back and win that game. And I think that's very encouraging. I think this is, once again, to show everybody how hard baseball is. Those first four starts that we had with Bobby Miller, hey man, that's not normal. That doesn't happen. What we're seeing now is usually how rookies are. They're, it's going to be a roller coaster with Bobby Miller. And you just hope, with the more experience that he gets as the season progresses, that he gets better and better. And I hope that's why I'm very curious to see Emmett Sheehan's next start. How does he bounce back from the start against the Piratas? If Emmett Sheehan and Bobby Miller start continue to progress, Urias, Gonsolin turn the things around, and then maybe you can get a, a Lance Lynn type, or I, I think Lorenzen is another name that I hear from the Detroit Tigers. If you can give you I, what they really need is somebody who a starter that can give him innings. I, I I mean at this point I will take somebody who can give you guaranteed six innings every time they're out there. I don't need them to be six shutout innings. I just need somebody who can eat up innings. Hey, you know, if they can do that and they can get into the playoffs, you roll the dice there and you hope they get
2: hot. I mean, there's guys that could give you innings, but how many runs do they need to give up? We saw with Noah Syndergaard, right? He give you five, six innings, but he'll give up like eight runs. I mean, you can't have that either, right? So, I mean... I think, you know, what we saw with, with, with Bobby Miller, like you said, was very it was a very good sign to see him he got back into that where he struggled, right? And and he didn't let things snowball on him and he was able to get out of that and he went six innings, right? So so same thing for Emma Sheehan, right? Like he he came up and he was just doing great. And then, you know, he's hit some hiccups along the way and I, even his last star, like, it wasn't great, but I don't think it was like awful, awful, right? No. Um I mean it was quality he, start it was a quality mm-hmm. start I mean so I think you know he he's able to kind of take the punches right I mean and you know we don't expect this guy to go out there like every time and to have a no hitter into the 7th inning right it just he's going to have to go out there do his thing right and and keep the Dodgers in the game you know if he can get if he gives a 2 3 runs keeps the Dodgers in the in the game over you know 5 6 innings that's yeah, a win right
0: well I mean look this is why we had these therapy sessions i uh, in the in the words of our uh listener tuku Raul, uh let's not give it uh, let's not give ourselves choro okay it is the all-star break here they are a game and a half out they're 10 games over 500 i know it looks bleak right now just because everyone is getting hurt um who knows the second half may be a completely different uh uh season it's just uh, for me you you have all those trade chips. I just, if they are really blue chips, I would hope that you get something in return, but you're right. This is not the year where you're going to get a Max Scherzer. You're not going to get a trade Turner. You're not, you're not going to get a a, a big name like that. Um, I want to switch real over real quick to the all-star selections. Uh, We saw the, the, who the fans voted in the Dodgers got three uh will smith uh was named as a reserve and then clayton kershaw Uh, what number is that is that was that his 10th all-star selection babyface yeah 10 um he won't be pitching in the game but i mean the the guy deserves it i mean in his 16th year um with 10 wins like that and mookie betts is going to be participating in the home run derby i i don't know if you guys were listening to dodger talk um I want to give Dave, Dave S.A. credit. Uh, Dave S.A. hosts it. And Dave, it, that is a job where it's very easy to be a homer and just be rah-rah, sis-boom-bah Dodgers. And Dave Assay is not like that. Uh, Dave Essay was critical of Mookie Betts doing the home run derby this year and not doing it last year when it was at Dodger Stadium. I feel like Mookie's been a little different this year. I think Mookie is doing more things to promote uh baseball. And I'm very curious as to, I, I mean, this is a guy that I think gets a lot of shit. I know a lot of people sit there and go, wow, could you imagine how good Mookie would be if he actually cared about baseball? And it's like, dude, Mookie cares about baseball. But do you guys think that's a fair criticism that, Hey, he should have done the Home Run Derby last year when it was at Dodger Stadium. Amy, what say you?
1: I mean, you can say it if you want to, but, like, these guys have to protect their health. Like, would it have been cool to see him last year? Sure. But, like, let him play when he wants to play. Like, these guys grind every day. So if he wants to play this year, let him play this year. I'm not going to give him grief for it.
0: Do you think he gets unfairly criticized?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there's been some stuff that was said earlier in the year, like FanFest and whatever. Like, these guys, 162 days a year, they barely get any days off. It's They don't just show up at the field when it's game time. They're there before and after. Let these guys make choices for themselves. They're still human. They still have lives.
0: Uh, babyface, do you, do you see that he seems to be doing more, especially with his podcast? I mean, the other day, he's been doing the exchanges of jerseys. He did it with Mike Trout. He seems to I mean and he told us you know uh, when we talked to him that the reason why he's doing the podcast is because he feels that baseball a lot of people don't know about baseball players and I think that was a dig at major league baseball they don't do a good job of of selling us so I'm going to take it into my own hands uh is, is that a noticeable change or do you think he was doing this before and it was on us that we didn't give him credit for it
2: I mean, I think it's a change. Obviously, you know, the podcast is new, right? The the doing the jersey swap, that's, you know, that's fairly new, right? And, I mean, you've seen it a little bit before, but now he's they're doing it. If the other team has, like, a big-time player, you know, Mike Trout, whoever, right, Aaron Judge, like, they'll go and they'll swap jerseys, right? So you see that a lot, like, in football, right? I think in basketball. So I think that he's trying to bring that over. You know, as far as the, the criticism for, yeah, it would have been great to see Mookie Betts uh, or a Dodger in the Homeland Derby last year, right, when it was in L.A., yeah. that would have been great. But, I mean, Mookie's having a completely different season, right? Like, I mean, he, he last year he did have a high in 35 home runs, right? But I think even this year he's going to pass that. Like, he's headed he's headed to pass it. He looks like he's going to have over 40 home runs. You know, so I don't know if that has to do with, you know, he went to driveline, right, in the offseason, right? You know, he's he's got more power, right? Um, so... I mean, yeah, I mean, from all accounts, I mean, it looks like he's really taking it seriously. I saw some posts today, like he's out there practicing already with Clayton McCullough. He's getting ready. So I don't think Mookie's just in it to be in it. You know, he Mookie is in it to win it. So like, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see how it, how it goes. But I mean, I think it's good, you know, to have a Dodger out there in the Homeland Derby. It, it, it's always good no matter when it is.
0: Uh, Amy, I've always believed that the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game out of the major sports. Uh, are, does the All-Star Game still excite you? Do you still look forward to it?
1: This is where I'm going to be the dissenter again. I'm all about the home run derby. Like the All-Star game's great, but I don't get as excited about it. Like you get to see a couple players, a couple innings, but I'm I'm there for the home run derby. So I mean, unless they can shake things up a little bit, maybe the the American League doesn't win every year. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's great, but it's not. I'm all about the home run derby.
0: I, I don't think I don't think you're dissenting at all. I actually feel <laughs> like that is a sentiment where I, I don't feel like people are excited about the All Star Game. Babyface, do you do you hear people talking? Oh, I can't wait! The All Star Game is as next week and i'm like i said i think it's the best all-star game out of all the sports but i don't i i just don't think it's a big hoopla
2: yeah i think i think it it all comes down to because they're they're wearing those stupid ugly ass uniforms i think that's what's killed it uh for one and then second i'm a national leagueist uh guy and and getting killed by the American League for the last, I don't know, what is it, like 15 years or something? When the National League used to dominate them, now it's it's flipped. So I think we need to get the National League to get out there and start winning some games put them back in their regular uniforms like it used to be and I don't know, make it mean something again. Do the home team, I mean, the winner gets... No, 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 don't don't do that, no. I mean, but do something to incentivize them. Give them an extra million bucks or whatever for the winner. I don't know, something.
0: No, I, 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 look, it should, it's an exhibition game. It should just be whoever wins. You know, you, there should be self motivation. I do agree with you in the sense that they should wear the uniforms of their teams. I, I don't like the, the the new brand uniforms, but I get it. It's capitalism. We got to sell more merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. It's all about the merchandising. Uh, well, shout out to all you baseball fans. I mean,
2: I think I think it was Ken Rosenthal that said he he's on team. You know, keep them in their own uniforms as well. He been saying people will still buy a special edition All Star jersey, like say if it has an All Star patch on it on their regular jersey, people will still no. buy that. It's not like they won't buy that over a, a, a dedicated like one all-star team look you know so i mean they can do it. and you know it goes back to also with um every team has to be represented right so if you got one guy right if you're michael Lorenzo of the detroit tigers right and and you know you have your lineup out there like how are you going to pick that guy out right you, yeah, all that's the same a very uniform, good point right like you want to see you want to see your team if, if, if every team's represented you want to see your team out there and you want to see their uniform right it, it doesn't work that way with you know they're all wearing that that same uniform
1: I would have legit bought a Jersey last year if they had had like an actual Dodgers Jersey. Like I wasn't going to buy what they had. And then like, I don't know, merge, maybe make it more fun. Merge it with, they got rid of players weekend. Let them pick names to put on the back. At least if we know what team they're on and they have, you know, you have the Dick mountains, you have all the whatevers coming through, merge the all-star game with the players weekend nicknames, make it a little bit more fun that way. I don't know. And maybe you'll sell more Jersey that way too.
0: I I never understood why they got rid of the Players Weekend. I I thought that was a great idea. I I loved seeing those nicknames uh, on the back, you know, Chicken Strip, you know, and trying to figure out, you know, what those nicknames were. I I, I just don't get Major League Baseball sometimes. I was like, did you guys hear any criticism about the Players Weekend? I thought everyone pretty much liked it.
1: I mean, it was it was one of the things I looked forward to. That was like that was maybe I'll spend my money on that jersey if somebody has yeah. a creative enough name. And then all of a sudden, it just gone. So we never I, got. I hope an, they bring that back.
0: Babyface, we never got an explanation why they got rid of it, did we? Um, I think
2: it might have been because it went into the pandemic season, right? Was with the last one in twenty nineteen, maybe? And then the pandemic season, probably. And so. Uh-huh. I think-
0: Okay. That was that's about the last
1: time
0: I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's too bad because I, I I really like that. Um I, I want to segue uh because I was at Dodger Stadium on Wednesday where Peso Pluma Mania uh showed up at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts. First of all, Amy, were you aware of who Peso Pluma was? Are you young and hip?
1: I mean, I'm like half and half. <laughs> I know, I know about him because my, my some of my friends are DJs and they play his music. That's how I was introduced to him earlier this year. So, like, I don't celebrate his whole catalog yet, but I mean, I like what I've heard so far. So, hearing that he was going to be at Dodger Stadium, that's a good grab. They got Bad Bunny last year. They got Peso Pluma this year. Good for them.
0: I and I got a chance to to talk to Amy's homie uh, DJ Severe. And Sevier had told me, um, that, you know, he was getting a lot of requests for Peso Pluma. And this was before Shelby Miller had told him that he wanted, uh, you know, Peso Pluma to be his, his entrance music. And then we know, uh, Jason Hayward chose another Peso Pluma song. Uh, so there was a big demand, uh, for, for Peso Pluma. So I'm sitting there in the field. I went down by the clubhouse because I was going to walk my way up to the press box. And as I was doing that is when Peso Pluma showed up and he he had an entourage of 10 deep. I mean, you could not, I I thought he was the president of the United States. You couldn't get to him. Like the security dudes were like 12 foot roadblocks. I think part of the group were probably his entourage, but at least half of it was his security. Like you could not get near him. And so when he came out of the dugout, I I mean, people started going crazy. I sent Babyface the video, and Babyface is just like, so is it, like, already sold out? I mean, is is the stadium full? I was like, dude, that was just the freaking field level. That that was just the people. They were going nuts for this guy. And what cracked me up was all, all the comments I saw on social media were all the old heads just crapping on him going, who the hell is this guy? Why is he even, you know, there? My favorite one, it was, wasn't it Luau night? Why did they have a Mexican guy throwing out the first pitch on Luau night? It just happened to be a a happy coincidence. But, hey, that's Dodgers, uh, the social, the marketing, trying to be young and hip. Babyface, um, do you understand the Peso Pluma phenomenon?
2: I mean, I, I get it. It's just like, you know, any other phenomenal, right? There's this, uh, a young hip singer that comes out, like right? generational wise, like, right. You're going to gravitate to him, right? Like, you know, back in, you know, I'm older obviously than you guys. So back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, right. The artists I like, right. If they show up somewhere, Hey, I'm all there. Right. It's the same thing. Right. So now the kids, you know, 20, you know, mid twenties, younger, right. This is the guy, right. And they're, he's popular and, he's putting out hits that people like, and, you know, I, I've, I, you know, I didn't hear some of his stuff until like, you know, I started hearing it at the stadium, I'm like, what's oh, that's pretty catchy. Right. And like, and, you know, and I like it. And I listen to it and I'm like, that's kind of different. Right. That's different. It has, for me, it has a different, a different sound of like, say like Mexican music, right. That you, you're used to hearing, like, or you've heard in the past. Right. So it, it's kind of evolved a little bit. So I'm like, hey, it's kind of cool. So, you know, I've listened to it. And like you said, you know, a lot of Dodger players, I mean, there's been a couple of times now when I've walked into the clubhouse, right? When the clubhouse is available and Peso Pluma's playing, right? Not yeah. just once, like there's been a couple of times. And you said you've you've gone in there too and it has been playing, right? So it's definitely something that right now is very popular, right? And it's popular amongst the Dodger players as well. So I mean all for You know, you know, that's that's what you know, what's popular right now and, and people seem to really like it. So, you know, cool, go
0: for it. I got to talk to uh, David Peralta about it. Uh, It's on our YouTube. Uh, If you haven't been, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet or to our YouTube channel, uh, make sure you do. You can catch uh, our interviews that we have with the Dodger players. Um, uh, We interviewed Julio uh, Urias when he was down in Rancho Cucamonga, but I, I got to talk to to David Peralta yesterday, and I had asked him, and it was so funny because he got all he had a giant smile on his face, and it was almost like here's a major league baseball player who's used to getting all this attention and almost he was starry eyed by like, yeah, he came in and he talked to us and he stole the show. He stole the show. The minute he came out into the dugout and, and David Peralta is a guy who gets it. I mean, he is a guy whose walk-up song is La Chona. Like he realizes that, yeah, he's a major league baseball player, but he's also an entertainer. It's sports entertainment. And, uh, so check out that interview with, with David Paralta. Um, I, I thought he gave really a, a, an astute answer on that. Um, I know they, the so Dodgers had put out the social media with Shelby Miller, with Julio and Peso Pluma calling Shelby Miller. Uh, and Julio did catch uh, the first pitch. I will say this. Peso Pluma's first pitch was much better than 50 Cent. But I um, I have video, and I think Babyface posted it again. Make sure you're following us on social media, Twitter uh, for at least as long as it's around, because it might be the end of days for Twitter. Um, but if not, you can go on the YouTube. Uh, I got footage of him doing warm-up tosses, and um, he kind of, he, he didn't look like the most athletic person out there, right, Babyface? Like, I don't think he was going to be a number one draft pick uh, on a pickup game. What do you think?
2: No, he's one of, hes really lean. I mean, is he pretty tall? Was he seem pretty tall? He seemed like a tall and lean.
0: I, I'd say like, average he, height, but he is lean. He is, lean. He is yeah. very lean.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, what what guy, what person that has ever come out to throw a first pitch? Right, has been like you know, like, hey, this guy's going to be a number one draft pick, right? I mean, you know, it's kind of expected of <laughs> you know. It's, I think they get those first for the people for the first pitch is kind of see like, where's this ball going to end up when they throw it. Right. I think that's kind of like half the, half, half the, uh, the reason they get them.
0: Well, look, this is what I'm going to date myself because I, I was born at the time when they used to do the Hollywood stars game, the celebrity game. Uh, at Dodger Stadium, and I remember Billy Crystal telling this story because back when he was doing it, like, those people took it seriously, you know, those, those Hollywood star games, and he was playing shortstop, and for people who don't know, Billy Crystal is is a Yankees fan. He's a huge Mickey Mantle fan, and I think he played baseball when he was younger, and Tommy Lasorda told him he was just like – you know what, I think if you would have stuck with it, you you might have been pretty good. And Billy Crystal looked at Tom and he said, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Because I think Billy Crystal was just like, I really wish I would have been able to play baseball. But he's done pretty good for himself. So I I think you're surprising. I I think guys like Kevin Costner, uh, I think were guys that played baseball where they were younger. And when they throw out first pitches, it, it looks normal. It looks like, oh, this guy looks like he's played before. Um. So, I, I mean, Amy, did did you see what what are what are your thoughts on Bess Pluma's form on that first pitch?
1: So, I actually the the footage that I saw was yours online. So, I caught you guys on Twitter yesterday because they didn't show it on on the TV broadcast.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie. My thought was like, can we get him at the trade deadline? Can you pitch? <laughs> 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 like. I mean, he can he can entertain us. He can pitch.
0: That's how bad things have gotten. Uh, Amy wants <laughs> Esso Pluma to start over Noah Syndergaard. Um, I mean- okay, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I just
1: i i saw i saw him throw it out. I didn't see if he made it over home plate or not. So I mean, but if he can pitch, I'm just saying, trade deadline's coming
0: up. There we go. Everybody uh, keep an eye on Peso Pluma. Okay, to wrap things up, we're going to segue now into our picks. Uh, Because we're recording this before uh, the final game between the Piratas and the Doyers, uh, we don't know who won last week's picks. I mean, there's only one person who has a chance of winning, and that's me. So as long as the Dodgers win on Thursday, my prediction of 4-3 and will be successful And that will put me in the lead because right now we are tied. Uh, Babyface has two, our listeners have two, Alicia has two, and I have two.
2: Did you did you credit me for the the last previous week? Yeah, that's that's that's
0: how you got two because remember you were trailing, we were ahead of you. So yeah, that last one now. So I'm rooting for the Dodgers. you,
2: You didn't you didn't mention that I won that week though.
0: Okay, hey everybody. So this is a part of the show we have to give uh, a Roger special recognition. So we're gonna have a ribbon presentation pretty soon. Uh, Babyface won the last week's picks with four and two, right? You you went uh, four and two with your picks selection. Um, this this time you picked five and two, but unfortunately the Dodgers shit the bed in Kansas City, uh, which I know really pissed you off. So uh, right now I'm I'm hoping uh, that the Dodgers pull through on Thursday night. And that'll put me on the board to take the lead, Amy. Uh, since this is your first time, this is you're going to be very lucky because we're only doing two games because it's only two games until the All Star Break. So it's the series against the Angelitos. You will predict. You predict how many games in that series the Dodgers will win. You predict what what will their record be. I
1: mean, I'm going to have to say we split the series, like. I'm going to say
0: we win one, we lose one. And I agree with Amy. I think they're going to split the series. I think Saturday is going to be a bullpen game. It's the last game before an all-star break. The only thing that gives me really pause is the Angels are in such shambles right now uh, that I I don't even know. I mean, babyface, if they lose to the Angels, will you absolutely just lose your mind at this point?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they got they got Detmers on Saturday, which I think he's probably been their
0: their best their, pitcher. Best,
2: I mean, traditional pitcher, right Be, behind Shohei. Um, but I, I still think they went they went out two and zero.
0: So that means they will have swept the season series from the Angelitos. They will go four and zero against them. Uh, the Angels have been uh, in their last ten games have a record of three and seven. So I understand your your rationale there, Babyface. I will only leave you with this. The Royals of Kansas City hadn't won a series in, I think, 12 straight series, and then the Dodgers showed up, and all of a sudden, the Kansas City Royals won a series for the first time. So, uh, I don't know. I, I just I, – I agree with Amy. I'm not feeling too confident just because right now the, the, the Dodgers are such a mass unit, but that's going to do it for this episode. We want to thank – La Reina de Playa Larga, Amy Cuevas, the first time coming on the show. Hopefully not the last time. Hopefully we didn't scare you off, Amy. It wasn't that bad, okay. was it?
1: No, of course not. You're so, Amy,
0: <laughs> where can they? Where can our listeners follow you? Where can they read your work?
1: Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, most recently on Threads. Uh, you can. Oh, you did the, the whole Threads thing.
0: You, you yeah, joined I Threads.
1: What I didn't want anybody to take my name, <laughs> so uh, it's just cool. at amy underscore Quavis underscore. So all all the same on each of the platforms. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: sense. I mean, I think I think the beauty of, of, of Threads is because it's IG related. I don't think nobody can take your th- your name. So whatever you have on IG, it just goes over to Threads and yeah. And you I'd all, heard you both ways. Calls.
1: I'd heard that they could potentially, if you didn't snag it, but you could also change your name on there. So I was like, I'm just gonna err on the side of caution.
0: What but, happens if you have multiple accounts? They're all there. It'll
1: it'll allow yeah. you to set them up. So it let yeah. me because oh, okay. I have a private account and then my my baseball account. So, but
2: I, but I think what is already pissing people off is like if you sign up for Threads and you're like ah, I don't like this, let me delete this account. You can't unless you delete your Instagram account. So,
0: yeah, I, I think that that's one of the complaints that I've I've heard about about threads, but Hey, you know, you just never know with Twitter. I mean, what's the, I mean, if nobody can see your tweets, is Twitter still even where, and it's sad. I like Twitter. I liked being able to get news. I, I thought it was very valuable. Uh Breaking news. uh For those of you, you guys will probably already know this. I just want to put that out there, but Federico just hit a two run home run. So I, I my prediction is looking pretty good. I might be uh taking over the leaderboard on this one. But anyways, I want to thank you guys all for joining us once again. uh, If you're not subscribed to the podcast yes, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on our social medias, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, and now Threads. I guess we're going to have to go. Is Bleedlos yet on Threads, babyface? Yes, Bleedlos is on
2: Threads and Dodgers Beat is on Threads.
0: Follow us on the social media. We post stuff on our social media that sometimes we don't get to cover on the show. So that's where you'll find stuff with with Julio, with some other Dodger players that we just randomly corner at the stadium and ask ridiculous questions as they look at us in a completely perplexed Mm -hmm. mode. Again, yo ha sido su servidor Juan Ramírez de parte de mis colegas en mi cuevas and babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast has been brought to you by betonlinedaid.ag, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.